0: (laughs) Hi, everybody. Leanne Halitza here. Today, I have my son, my oldest, Mason Halitza with us today. Um, The reason we decided to do this was because he really likes to discuss philosophical, high level things and always has um, been interested in the work I do and always wants to kind of add his two cents to how it could be done. Um, So I thought you guys might enjoy watching us talk a little bit about uh, where he's at versus where I'm at, um, as far as what the way we see where things are. So thank you all for joining. I see you guys out there in the world. And as you join, uh, we aren't going to take any questions today um, but you are welcome to comment as long as they're appropriate comments um and we're just going to have a little chat for about half an hour and we kind of hope to make this a regular thing although with schedules and things like that it may not be exactly at this time but who knows we're we're hoping to keep it at this time so just to introduce you to who i am for those of you who are maybe popping in and don't know i'm leanne Halitza. Um, i own a a building called the building Healing Studio in Broomfield, Colorado. And I run a business called Insightful Inspirations, where I do in, in energy healing and intuitive coaching and also teach classes on various topics like how to protect your, your field and talk to your guides and things like that. So I didn't start off that way. Um, I, When Mason was born, I was in the corporate world. I was actually seven months pregnant, graduating with my with my master's degree in business while working full time so that kid got a nice dose of stress hormones while he was in the womb (laughs) Um, so he's going to talk to us about his perspective some of this we keep in mind hits his views what he views he says um, does not necessarily reflect my views and vice versa so um all right mason hi hello (laughs) so we picked a topic of work ethic first, because that's kind of a big topic that's up right now for us as a as a family, for him, and, and um, we have different perspectives on this, but a lot of his perspectives are, um, from what I can tell, based on things I've taught him, but maybe then he took and used it in a different way than maybe I intended. <laughs> so I want to start off first, Mason, asking you, where do you think your work ethic comes from?
1: I think it comes from output what you see come out of your work is what drives you to do the work. So like if you, um, if you worked 60 hours a week and you were barely making rent, I would say that you would be less inclined to feel like work, work ethic mattered. And you would think maybe work smarter, not harder is the thing that I always hear. And I think that's the problem.
0: So, so you base your, that belief on money or what output are you talking about?
1: i in general because money usually translates directly to like comfort of living and how, how well you're living. And I think that your work ethic should reflect that. So how much you're working should reflect how much you get out of it in life and how much you feel like you get.
0: Well, I mean, it, that sounds good in theory, right? As you're, for the record, everybody, he's 19 going on 20. Um, but what about those people who work really hard and don't make very much money?
1: Well that's that's what I'm talking about is the people who work very hard to make not a lot of money probably don't have that much incentive to work even harder than they're working because they already feel like they're not seeing a lot of output they feel like they're probably working harder than maybe a billionaire even somebody's working three jobs and doing very arduous work.
0: Well that sounds like a kind of a privileged position. I mean some people some people have to. I mean that's just the way it is and 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 there's also you know, when I'm doing energy healing work on somebody, I can see an ancestral influence on people think about things. So, for example, let's say your grandfather was a farmer and your grandfather was was all about getting up early, putting a hard day's work in, coming home dirty. And the and the satisfaction was more about knowing that you just did your best every day and hopefully you have a good yield because you didn't always, whether mother nature also has a play in the farming business, right? So I might be more willing to, to work hard to till the land. If I felt fulfilled by the, by that experience, it's not just money.
1: That is a big part of it. And that is what I mean by output is like money sometimes for people can correlate to the way that they see their life being better and they see oh, it would probably be better if I had more money. And I think that's where people might run into problems is because they see it that way.
0: Okay. Well, so let's bring this to the energy world. Okay. Cause that's really what people who are watching, I'm, exp- I'm thinking are wanting us to talk about. Um, so you're kind of talking about just if I'm satisfied with the output I'm getting, then I'm going to be more motivated. That doesn't sound like energy or manifesting, for that matter. So tell me, um, I feel like you were better at manifesting earlier in your life than maybe what's happening for you now. What's your perspective on that?
1: I would say it's because I've come to an understanding that the people who are at the top probably didn't work harder than maybe a an immigrant who has to work three jobs just to keep their family afloat. And the system is really biased towards certain people. And it's, uh, circumstantial, it seems like, because if you're born into a family that has a lot of influence and a lot of connections, then you're more likely to be able to get into a position of power than someone who might've had to work for everything that they have
0: sometimes but then sometimes there's people who literally just rise from the ashes and and do something i'm i'm asking you about energy and manifesting tell well, me positive well
1: i would say that the positive thinking is the most important aspect of it and i would say that the reason that my perspective changed is because i understood how fair things are and and it really drives down your positive thinking to see these people being so high above you and I would say mm, okay. it's focusing on that that really puts people into a negative mindset as they see people so high up and they say, oh, I wish I was there, I wish I was higher and not being satisfied with where they're at right now. And- right, which
0: satisfaction may have nothing to do with money, especially if you work for yourself. You know, I mean, I know from my perspective, I was making lots more money and had lots more perks working for a corporation. Um, However, I am way more fulfilled helping people every day, seeing the fruits of my labor and having aligned with my values. Um, But I had to earn my way there. I couldn't just wake up. I didn't wake up one day and just say, I'm going to do this. I had to resource myself. I had to come up with strategies about how I was going to energize where I wanted to go. <clears throat> so I energized it by having education, by having funds from elsewhere, um, by having support systems in place. Can't, I couldn't do it all alone. So what do you think about that?
1: I think that it's, that's very respectable. And uh, mm-hmm. I would say that it's because you really focused on what fulfilled you every day and what satisfied you and you really manifested yourself into a position where you could be Doing what you felt would leave you satisfied. Like you were saying, like a farmer comes home every day and they feel satisfied with the work that they did. You go out and help people and you feel satisfied with the work that you did. That's the output. That right.
0: You- but not everything I do every moment of every day is energetically like, yay. <laughs> you know, um, so I know you brought up positive thinking. But I sort of feel like sometimes I hear from you and some of maybe your um, generation, and I don't know if this is a generational thing or what, but I mean the idea that you should work in a job that you like and that you should only do what you like to do or um, that you should – I mean manifesting-wise, it kind of makes sense, right? If you think about living in a way where you're going to – you know, think about yourself in a positive way, not compare yourself to others like you brought up with looking up above you or whatever, but instead just going with, okay, this fulfills me today and I enjoy this and I enjoy that. And you taking baby steps, Um, maybe it's not come to fruition every single day that you love every single minute of your job, um, but the energetic exchange is more abundant than in the lack. Because a lot of times people go to work out of the lack space, right? Because they go to work because they're like, have to pay my bills. And that's legit. But I don't know. What do you think about living in the lack space?
1: Well, I think touching on what you were talking about, it's um it's all about like I'm trying to think of the best word to use, but hyping up your work, going in your own head and saying, uh, I'm excited to go out and do my job today. This is why, these are the good things about my job, these are the positive aspects of why I'm gonna have a good day versus going, oh, I have to go to work today. It's gonna to be, I, I have to do it, I'm obligated to do it, and I'm gonna do it as lethargically as possible instead of saying, here are all the good things about what I get to do at work today. Here are all the good things about what I get to do after work.
0: Mm, that's true too, right? This job enables me to have this life that I really like. And some people don't care. They Some people want to live off grid and that makes them happy, right? And so <clears throat> I'm just wondering though, you've kind of indicated to me that you're in a negative headspace at the moment and it kind of shows in the things that you're manifesting right so how does one get themselves out of such a negative space it's easier said than done right i mean i can tell you mason be positive mason think highly of yourself and i might even be saying things to you by the way um you've used the word projecting which we can talk about here in a minute I might be reflecting, not projecting, right? I might be your, saying what your inner dialogue is, which may not be very positive, but I might just be reflecting back to you what I'm seeing come off of you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, so if I go into a job interview energetically and I'm like, I hope you'll give me a job. I am hope I'm good enough, right? You're already putting out there that you're not good enough you're already energetically putting it out there that you're like a question mark. But if you show up and you're like, I am going to do such amazing things for you, then energetically in the interview, you're t- owning that energetic exchange. What do you do when you do an interview?
1: Um, I would say that I kind of, it's kind of like a switch. that so You have to flip, you have to have that mantra that in your head. Go in.
0: But I'm asking you specifically, do you... What do you do to prepare for trying to find a job, typically?
1: Um, I would say that when I like when I search or when I go in for a job interview. When, when you go in for an interview, when you finally
0: get there and they're like, Come, let's go talk.
1: I'm like, all right, I'm going to be the most cheerful person that this person and polite person that this
0: person has met. <laughs> okay. But so to me, that's a little bit of a mindset of I'm going to be what you want me to be. That's not very authentic. Yeah. So I,
1: I would say that I act like I want people to treat me.
0: Okay. So I, I still want to hear more about like, based on the things that I've told you about manifesting, do you think that that is the best approach?
1: I would say that if you want, if you project on to other people, what you, the way that you want them to respond to you. And if you just project out, Oh, I'm a nice person. I'm going to be nice to you. Even if you're, and not very nice to me, then I think that it's more likely to get you a positive response and you'll be seen as a more positive person.
0: Well, okay, but I'm talking about energetics here, right? I'm not just talking about perception. How can you energetically approach? See, this is one of the things I'm struggling with, I think, with, and then I would, thought we could have this conversation because I don't think you're the only person. There's a lot of sensitive kids on the planet at this point um, not that you're a kid that much longer. Um, but there's a lot of people at your age and around that age that have struggled with putting in the work that maybe my generation expects or the next generation above me expects. What what do you energetically like from your evolution perspective, from what I've taught you and then how you've transferred that into knowledge that you're using in your life in addition to what I've told you but what you've learned. What do you think is going on with you guys?
1: I think that everybody thinks that they should do the work, they should do the things that make them the happiest, not the things that make everyone around them the happiest. I think that they will do, they'll say, Oh, if I go to class today, it'll satisfy me, but if I don't go to class, it'll make me feel better because I can do these things, these comfort things. And I think people, a lot of people have been doing that this year, is instead of doing they do something that makes them feel comfortable it might make them feel unfulfilled later but it makes them feel comfortable if that makes sense
0: okay so why do you think your generation is so into comfort
1: i think it's because of the i think it's because of the media media okay i think it's because of the dramatized how dramatized our everyday life is so if there's a say a hundred years ago if a same thing happened on christmas day like a bomb goes off if if that happens then you wouldn't find out about it until next week right you would have your christmas and nothing would be disturbed that and today you see a full news day where every single little piece is dissected and it puts you into a fear mindset i think
0: so what would you say as that media has influence on your work ethic then
1: i would say it makes you think that oh the world is just a so terrible, so why should I want to make it better? Because it seems like you can't make it better.
0: Okay, so how, I mean, how does this align with what you know about energetics?
1: I would say that it projects a very negative events to happen. For everybody to say, oh, it's terrible, so it's, it's always going to be terrible. It creates new negative events.
0: Okay, so, so you see where I'm going though with this? Um, and hi, everybody who's watching, by the way, thanks for hanging with us for this discussion. Um, so if you know, and I know, I believe you want to go into journalism and I believe that sometimes your, your journalism isn't always, I mean, what, how do you like bridge the gap there between the news kind of creating this obstacle that, you know, creates this energy of struggle? What's your responsibility in that as you become a journalist?
1: Um, I would say that you have to focus on the things that will actually impact your life, and not the things that are just happening.
0: You mean when you are the watcher or the viewer?
1: Yes. And what's you,
0: your, what's your responsibility as the reporter?
1: Um, you have to. You have to. I think about what how things will impact me. So, like earlier this year, I was talking about. I was thinking about oh, what's going to impact me over the next decade or so. And the biggest one that I could think of was the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing. And how all this negative stuff was coming out around her because there were such, because she was such a positive person and she would create such positive thoughts in people and then replace her with a very not so positive person. And I would say it actually influences people's ability to manifest because I think thought whether you have positive or negative thoughts is a big part of how well you can manifest
0: your own reality. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But don't you think that there's some addiction to some of the youth <laughs> to negative stuff? And it's like coming in super fast, like TikTok and all those things. Like there, your brain doesn't even have time to make sense of what you're digesting.
1: Yeah. And I would say it is information overload is a big problem.
0: So <clears throat> back to the work ethic. I mean, what do you? How do you see this playing out over the next decade? How do you see this playing out over the when you as you become influential in society and economically and things like that? If all you want to do is be comfortable and watch quick things and kind of negative things, what what what's what would you say as far as your thought process? If so, you know, I every day I'm doing healing work in my healing office, right? And I'm I'm talking to people about their where they're putting their vision and trying to get them to shift it, right? And their vision, so because where they're looking is where they're going, pretty much, right? So where, how does that apply to how you see things?
1: Um, I would put it into a space of um, we don't know, and I think that's why everybody is so chaotic, and they watch fast stuff because we're so in an. Amb- ambiguous space of what's going to happen with climate change with the way that the pandemic biggest pandemic huge world events happening and we really don't know where we're going to be in 10 years and where the state of jobs are going to be
0: and well that's always been true
1: yeah but i feel like it's accelerated in the past few years so everybody's just waiting 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 for the next big event They're Waiting.
0: <laughs> But again, so going back to now, I know you have influence from, you know, you went to charter schools, not kind of high pressure charter schools. You, you know, I, I'm a pretty type A personality. Um, You know, you were raised by, by someone who, I mean, your father is not as much as me, but he's a hard worker um, and, and puts in his heart and soul into whatever he's working. I guess I'm just kind of wondering, you know, when you think of your energetics of that, are you rejecting, because sometimes sometimes kids reject, right? Sometimes first they go, I'm not gonna be like my parents. They work all the time and they look miserable or whatever, right? Um, but at knowing you're a conscious creator and waiting around for some echo from the universe to tell you what to create is really not gonna get you very far. What's, where are you coming at from? Like, are you rejecting the school? Are you rejecting your parents? Are you rejecting the system? Or are you embracing certain aspects
1: I think it's almost a um, like a minimized thing. Everybody feels a little bit minimized by how much they're seeing and how many different people they're seeing, and their work that work ethic kind of declines based on how much they think they have an impact on the people around them. So if they're if everybody's isolated in their own space and they're watching, say, TikTok for hours and they're just scrolling, 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 they're seeing ten different people every ten seconds, then. I think that they're they feel a lot smaller. And it really, I think it's cosmic perspective, if you feel like a speck in the universe, then you're gonna behave like it. And you're gonna behave like you want comfort and not like you can influence the people around you. And I think that's where the misconception happens is that there's such a sense of it's it's not even individuality, it's more of a isolation, if that makes sense
0: well and do you feel like the isolation is pandemic related or do you think that that's been going on before that happened
1: i think it's just accelerate. the pandemic just made it go explode i think it's social media that uh that it makes it a bigger problem because it, you see all these people that are posting the same thing you feel very small if that does that make sense
0: yeah well so i want to go back to your mindset because you've told me that you're having trouble feeling worthy they are good enough right now and i don't that's a new problem for you to be quite honest so what how'd that come about for you i mean was it a series of things a buildup? was it this isolation because you know if you think about the energetics of it all right <clears throat> you're in charge of your internal system and your internal system magnetizes your experience so did you start to have a lot of things hit you and then it just accelerated or in your perception would it come from the outside in or inside out
1: i think it was more of a i think it was what i was talking about like if i started to realize how small your life really is compared to how big everything is so you're living for but i think it was some realization that you're living uh the point zero 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 one percent of like, the, just like the time, life of Earth, like if nuclear bombs went off across the planet, the planet would prosper in a hundred years. That's that's kind of one of the realizations that I came to. Like I'm like, oh,
0: yeah. But when, how does that play into your consciousness? I mean, do do you believe that you're just a little speck that's gonna come and go, yeah. or do you have no you have no connection with the fact that you are a d- divine conscious creator?
1: I think that's part of it. But at the same time, you go. You go I failed
0: you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you go, oh, but i But it's so small. It's such a small part, and it's such a. And small it's everything. Part. Yeah, because I think that everyone's starting to think, why wouldn't I live my life the way that I want to if it matters so little in the fabric of everything?
0: But it doesn't matter so little. Everything. Everything's connected. Everything's it, and so the. And the more you disconnect from the connection, the more you abuse the connections. And then everything does go to crap because you're literally like not managing the connection and not owning your unique spark, your unique gift to the planet, which everybody has. So this, I wasn't gonna take questions from the comments just because I didn't know how crazy that would go, but this is a good question that Sarah posed. Are, is your generation afraid of being ordinary?
1: Everybody has an individual, What? Oh, it's, they have a God complex. Mixed with an individuality complex, and I-
0: which is such an interesting polarization right now, given the consciousness shift we're in. Because seriously, from my perspective, I was raised from like you know fearful God, and you know uh, no offense to anybody. Uh, those of you watching, where you're coming from religiously, I'm not trying to tell you what how to think or believe. Um, but but I came from fearful God. I learned through energy healing and work and understanding of certain things that that was kind of a tiny little way of looking at things and pretty um, and pretty limiting as far as my ability to manifest. So so you weren't raised with that belief because I came away from that belief and actually have an understanding of conscious creation, which is God's self. Basically, I believe that we all have responsibility. We are literally little baby gods creating the worlds around us. We have we have infinite powers if we let ourselves manage our thoughts and things like that. But also, our individual spark matters as well. So there. So what you're saying is you're having those beliefs coming together like a big bang, and you can't you can't put the two together. You can't I, put both.
1: I think that's what happens. Is that everybody's like, I want to live my life. Uh, in a way that nobody else lives. And at the same time, um, I'm so small. They go, I I have such a, and well, I have such a perspective that allows me to be the opposite of ordinary, but at the same time, they don't know how to achieve it. So they feel, so once they realize that they are in the space of being ordinary, it makes them feel like it it almost drops them down, if that makes sense. So they have to keep themselves in their mind and then once they have, they come to this realization that they're like, "Oh, I am kind of very similar to the way everyone else thinks." And just if you scroll through Twitter, you can tell that everybody has like carbon
0: copy tweets. <laughs> well, maybe that's part of the problem too. You're scrolling through tr- Twitter too much and not actually consciously creating out of, out of yourself. Um, so I guess I, I'm wondering. You know, I mean, we go to this work ethic thing, and we go to. I mean. So this kind of complex you're talking about, which, you know, I mean, you're young, I I think everybody goes through like, who am I? Why am I here? I don't I think it's it's different phases when people when people go through that. But I really don't think that's an out of the ordinary thing. Not everybody was raised with an energy healer in the house. And for the most part, you don't even know what the heck I do every day. You don't go into the office with me. You don't see how I'm working with people. Um, so, so you know, you don't necessarily know everything I know, um, although you'd like to think you do. <laughs> but what about your friends that don't have this this energy healer perspective? Does this does does is there insight that you think you have that they don't, or vice versa? I would say that everyone's
1: biggest power right now in my dinner, like at the stage that I'm at is asking each other questions and discussing it, because I think that that's something that a lot of people avoid. They're like, oh, these questions are already answered for me. I don't need, I don't need to feel insecure about, uh, my place in the universe, because I already know these answers. These answers have been given to me. And what happens is you go, okay, if you remove those answers, what is there? What, what, where do we come from? What is, what is the meaning of life? What is the, why do we have such a small place in the universe? And we come together and we discuss these things and we base them off of these philosophers theories and we try and answer them for ourselves. And then we end up in a circular thought where we can't answer the question because the question is too complex.
0: Which is yes. Why you should just be a philosopher. Cause you really like to, you really like to spin out on that stuff. Yeah, it is. Okay. Have you listened to Alan Watts? A lot. Okay. Um, So what do you think of his thoughts about things?
1: I think his thoughts are very ambiguous. He has, he gives so many open-ended statements that really just make you go, whoa, what? I need more answers now. And then you go listen to more of him and it just gives you more questions.
0: Right. And so questions stress you out?
1: I would say if you let, you can let them you can get to this point where you're like, Oh, I'm so small. I can't, I can't handle being this ball. I can't handle, uh, having this, uh, God complex, but at the same time, realizing that I'm so minuscule on the planet.
0: Okay. So we're about out of time. I want to throw out one more thing and just thank you all for watching and if you're watching later as well, and thanks for the comments and feel free to comment some more. Uh, we are, <laughs> um, Yes, Francis, that's philosophical. That's exactly the word I've been repeating. Um, So, okay. So, what you said to me, um, I want to say back in October, you said to me, and I really didn't quite give you the space to listen to what you were saying because I was kind of like, you're going to have to figure this out. You said, I either have to let go of the regular world, let go of being a good student, being a good employee, being a normal person, or and and know everything that I know about energy and how things work and how to create, or I have to go, basically you didn't use these words, but I am go to sleep and forget everything I know about energetics and just go be an ordinary person. Where are you at in that crossroads at this point?
1: I think I'm still in this point of trying to figure that out.
0: And you really think that there is a, you really think that that's that's an either or.
1: No, I don't think it's an either or, but I think that you, a lot of people do make that conscious choice and they do make that conscious choice to, you know, I don't remember which one it was, but take the blue pill.
0: Yeah. I don't remember which one it is either, which color it is either.
1: The one that, the, so a lot of people choose ignorance on, and they're like, okay, I, I can just live my life. I don't need to know the, I don't need to ask these questions.
0: Right. Agreed. So I just want to throw this out because I think it's kind of true is that, that Francis is commenting that the philosophizing is disabling because you just start, you just can't just go to work. You can't just get a job. You can't just cook an egg, right? (laughs) Like you're having. How are you grounding yourself right now?
1: Sorry, I missed about, you kind of cut out for just a second.
0: (laughs) Of course, because it was a question you weren't ready to answer. (laughs) Did you hear me ask the question, how are you grounding?
1: How am I grounding?
0: Are you grounding? I try. Because I feel like you are, you're like the helium balloon that's lost its tether sometimes when it comes to these discussions. And and I, I kind of, I would love to, we're going to have more of these discussions and I would love for you to come to the table kind of, you know, with your grounded understanding and how you think you might apply it from your generation perspective versus mine. Sound like a plan? Yeah. How do you think it went? I
1: think
0: it went well. <laughs> I'm going to do the skin? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Love you, buddy.
1: All right. Love you too.
0: Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us.